0: I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. Last week, a new Drake and Weekend collaboration disrupted the internet. The only problem is the song wasn't a Drake and Weekend collaboration at all. The song, Heart of My Sleeve, was written and produced by TikTok user Ghostwriter977. The vocals for Heart of My Sleeve were generated by artificial intelligence, made to sound like Drake and The Weekend. UMG, the record label behind the artists, is furious, and is pushing music streamers to block AI tools from training on their artists' melodies and lyrics and voice. While Heart on My Sleeve was ultimately removed from Spotify due to a copyright issue, the song had an unauthorized sample in it, we can and will see more original AI fake Drake and other artists' songs from Ghostwriter977 and others, and there may not be anything UMG or the artist can do about it. We're going to talk about this issue on this next installment of The Briefing by the IP Law The music industry sees generative AI tools that can create music that sounds like a specific artist a real threat to business. In response to the fake Drake AI song, UMG issued a statement publicly encouraging digital service providers not to let generative AI tools train on music issued by their artist. UMG considers this a violation of copyright law.
1: As we've previously covered, this issue, whether the training of an AI tool on existing copyright-protected works constitutes infringement or is fair use, is currently being litigated in a number of cases whether the initial content copying that an AI tool does as part of its learning process constitutes infringement or protectable fair use will have a profound effect on the future of AI. The court's focus will be on whether this copying is part of an overall transformative process to be weighed against the commercial
0: impact the tool has on the applicable industry. Focusing on the output, most if not all of those cases deal with generative AI platforms that create visual works. Here, we are talking about the creation of a musical work where the song itself was original, written, I assume, by Ghostwriter977. And since UMG based its takedown on a small sample audio tag included in Heart on My Sleeve, it seems fair to assume that the original components of the song itself probably were not infringing.
1: Heart on My Sleeve wasn't the last of the fake Drake. Another fake Drake AI track recently dropped. The track... Winter's Cold, was posted to SoundCloud on April 18, featuring the artificial vocals of Drake. The track has already garnered over 120,000 listeners on the platform. This, I'm sure, has the record industry strategizing on how to put this all back in the bottle. And I assume further legal maneuvering is in
0: the works. I agree, Josh. I suspect the next step we could see may include the artist filing a right of publicity claim. California's
1: right of publicity statute is Civil Code Section 3344. It prohibits the use of another's name, voice, photograph, or likeness on or in products, merchandise, or goods, or for purposes of advertising or selling such products, merchandise, goods, without such person's prior consent. California also has a common law right of publicity that's a bit broader than the statute. The Ninth Circuit has adjudicated two right of publicity cases involving sound-alike
0: recordings. That's right, at at least two that uh, are recent. Uh, The first was Midler versus Ford, and the next is Tom Waits versus Frito-Lay. In the Ford case, Ford hired a singer who sounded like Bette Midler to sing a recording from one of Midler's albums in a TV commercial. Midler sued for violation of her right of publicity, both under the Civil Code and under common law. The trial court initially granted Ford its motion for summary judgment. On appeal to the Ninth Circuit, addressing Midler's common law claim, the court held that when a distinctive voice of a professional singer is widely known and is deliberately imitated in order to sell a product, the sellers have appropriated what is not theirs and have committed a tort in California.
1: However, this holding from the Midler case doesn't seem to be of much use to either UMG or Drake the fake
0: Drake AI songs were not being used to sell products. So there's another part of the Midler case that will not be favorable to the record companies and to the recording artist. Uh, That is the court's review of the application of Civil Code Section 3344. This section, as you mentioned above, Josh, prohibits the use of another person's name, voice, signature, photograph, or likeness in any manner on or in products, merchandise or goods, or for the purpose of advertising or selling such products, merchandise or goods, without that person's consent. The Ninth Circuit pointed out that Ford did not use Midler's name or anything else whose use is prohibited by the statute. The voice Ford used was that of the sound alike. So similar here, the voice being used by Ghostwriter uh, 977 is not Drake's. It is a synthesized voice generated by the AI tool. I think the biggest problem facing UMG or any
1: recording artist who wants to sue based on an original generative AI sound recording that has sound-alike vocals is Section 114B of the Copyright Act. As we previously discussed in our review of Rick Astley's lawsuit against Young Gravy uh, and his use of a sound-alike, Section 114B permits sound-alikes. A publication by the United States Copyright Office specifically says that under U.S. copyright law, the exclusive rights in sound recordings do not extend to making independently recorded sound-alike
0: recordings. And if the intent of the scope of Section 114B isn't clear enough from that, the notes the Section 114 by the House Judiciary Committee provides as follows. It says... Subsection B of section 114 makes it clear that statutory protection for sound recordings extends only to the particular sounds of which the recording consists and would not prevent a separate recording of another performance in which those sounds are imitated. Mere imitation of a recorded performance would not constitute a copyright infringement, even where one performer deliberately sets out to simulate another perf- another's performance as exactly as possible. So, subject to the open question about whether AI training constitutes copyright infringement, as long as the music and lyrics are completely original, there's no uncleared samples, then, from a copyright perspective, it seems that generative AI sound recordings that have sound alike vocals are probably completely legal.
1: Right. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see what the arguments are uh, that are advanced against this type of use, because there will be some. I mean, I think we can agree on that. They're not the record companies and the artists. They're not going to uh, be made obsolete without a fight. And so I'm sure we can expect to see some fantastic lawyering. Um, I'm curious to see what it is. I think we could certainly see the common law right of publicity argued here. Um, it's obviously broader than the statutory right of publicity. So I think we could see that used uh, against some of these works. And again, just like we said with the uh, prior AI platforms that we've discussed, it probably will depend on a case-by-case basis on what that particular platform is doing, how much of you know the, the source material that it has used to learn uh, actually be, is utilized, uh, things of that sort.
0: Yeah, it may also come down to um, contractual issues too. UMG also said that the um, the training of AI tools on their recordings constitutes a breach of their agreements with the um, with the service providers, the digital service pro- digital media service providers. So there may be something um, in those contracts, but you can you can guarantee and bet that any new contracts uh, with any content distributors or any Digital media distributors will probably include provisions that uh, prohibit the uh, prohibit uh, AI training tools uh, being used on any content that is distributed through a particular um, you know distribution hub, like like let's say YouTube um or Vimeo. So I know that you know that that is probably something that we will definitely see there also could be potential, um, trademark claims that the artist and maybe UMG could bring, uh, you know, if the, if the AI artist, the art the artist that uses the AI tool to create this fake, fake Drake or fake artist recording, um, doesn't make it clear that this is not really Drake, uh, that it's a sound alike. And if they try to, you know, if they try to um, play off of and utilize Drake's goodwill, uh, then there may be there may be a trademark claim, and there definitely could be a right of publicity claim there too. Uh, so we'll just see. This is definitely definitely not the end of this skirmish, uh, because the record labels and the artists have a lot to uh, a lot to protect. But in the end, also, you know, it's about good music. And um, there's only so many artists who are anointed by the tastemakers and that deliver music that we like. And there's something unique and, um, and special about being able to write a song that resonates with an audience. And that's not ev- everybody can do that. So I, I don't really know that the record labels need to worry that uh a generative ai tool that can make any song that anybody writes sound like drake is going to um is going to cannibalize the market for drake songs because there's only one drake right and in all fairness i'll take all the drake
1: content i can get i'll take the ai (laughs) i'll take the real thing it's not like it's going to displace the real product in the market at least you know I, i would actually venture to say not for the bulk of us i mean if you like a certain style you're going to want to hear it it's not like hey i have this ai generated drake i don't need to hear the real album no i need to hear the real album too uh but this is all very interesting scott uh, just another ai case and what i assume will be the first of many so yep. we'll have to keep an eye on this one and the others to come yes we will thanks josh thanks for tuning in to this installment of the briefing by the ip law blog don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and youtube channel and for additional content visit our website at the iplawblog.com thanks